How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 159 with Whitmer Thomas. Guys, it was awesome. We talked about um, we talked about movies, specifically Star Wars. We talked a lot of Star Wars. That was awesome. We talked comedy. We talked music. We talked Pleasure Island. And um, yeah, get into it. Get get you're gonna you're gonna like this one. It was fun. Okay, so also go to facebook.com slash yamatat with Doug Culp. Uh, like the page, tell people about it. Go to iTunes and Stitcher, rate this podcast, review it, give it some stars, give it a bunch of stars, 10 stars if you can, if you can muster it. If you can hack iTunes system and make it 10 stars instead of 5, well, that would just be a, a delight, wouldn't it? Um... Uh, go to yamatat.com that would be great that's the website for the podcast also for my shows also for my blog um got a couple scripts up there some spec scripts you know you know you know um i think i might write a spec script for the magicians on sci-fi because that show's really fucking cool it's also very complex and i need to Maybe watch season one again before I write a spec, because it's really, it's great. Watch The Magicians, you guys. And you know what? My Twitter is Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter is Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. Duplex Comedy Suplex was so awesome. We had Kyle Martin, Adam Allgood, Kristen Lundberg, and Dave Merhedge. Um, It was a lot of fun. It was a very, very small show. It was just us comics, and there was uh, one person in the crowd. And um, But yeah, come to the show, you guys. It's free, and it's in the living room, and it's every Thursday, so come to it. It's really fun, and you're missing out, you know? Come, come on out. And maybe some of you listening have come to the show, and you're like, yeah, man, I gotta get back there. Or, yeah, he's right. You are missing out. Because, yeah. It's great. Duplex Comedy Suplex. Look it up on Facebook. Look it up on Instagram. Look it up on Twitter. And um, the Twitter for Duplex Comedy Suplex is at Duplex Comedy. Instagram and Facebook, just search Duplex Comedy Suplex. And, um, yeah, I have a GoFundMe going right now. I just went to a, a infectious disease doctor yesterday. And, well, not for you yesterday, but for me yesterday. And um, she told me that she doesn't, she's not convinced that I have Lyme, even with the lab results that she saw. So I'm taking medicine for probably Lyme disease. And I also have to get an MRI and, like, a CAT scan and... It's weird. You'll hear about it. I'll, I talk about it in the episode a little bit because it came up. But um, yeah, so yam it up with me and Whitmer Thomas. Oh, is this recording? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Cool. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Cool. This is your room. Yeah. Dang. Nice. You like Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> How could you tell? Dude, buddy, my friend Buddy just made a really funny Star Wars review. Yeah? Video that I uh, recommend all the listeners go and check out. What? Uh, where can they find it? I think if you type in... Um, I'll tell you right now. And you can find it on my Twitter because I just tweeted about it. But oh, it's cool. called. Um, it's making fun of. Well, I guess this already ruins the video. But uh, <laughs> well, they gotta go see it if they wanna hear how it's made. Yeah, fun of. it's called Top Four Problems with Rogue One. It's one of you know making fun of like those YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, we saw one the other day that's like. It's basically a guy going. I loved Rogue One. The guy going like, is this supposed to be a love story? Because if it's a love story, I'm going to need them to kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Buddy had this idea to kind of like make fun of something that stupid. <laughs> this guy was being like super sincere. Yeah. Anyway, so it turned out really good. And he like made a fake YouTube channel called Bud the Movie Guru. <laughs> so um, it's it's really good. That's I know awesome. that you would like. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and you got a Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah, it's not the it's not one of the originals because it was either this one for like twenty bucks mm -hmm. or one of the originals for like a thousand bucks, and I went, nah, I don't, yeah. I don't need. <laughs> I my friend um, Doug has a lot of cool movie posters, but my friend just for the audience, uh, <laughs> my friend, um, I my favorite movie is this movie called My Own Private Idaho. Which okay. is directed by Gus Van Sant, stars River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves. And I've always wanted a movie poster of that movie. I had never seen one, and so I looked it up, and all of them are like very low res on the internet. Oh, yeah? And I have a friend who's like a whiz kid, uh, artist, man, Photoshop expert, and he did a bitmap of it, which is... Every single pixel? Or... Yeah, he like somehow fixed it to where I could blow it up really big and get him to print it fancy. Yes. Anyway, so now I have that in my My own place. private Idaho? What's the premise of that movie? It's about... Oh, dude. There's not really. It's like very meandering. It's about a guy who... It's like two There's like a lot of potatoes. Yeah. And like... Street kid hustlers in Seattle and Portland and who eventually go to Idaho. And one guy's like kind of on a journey to find his mom. Okay. And it's... It's pretty kind of homoerotic and cool, and Keanu Reeves and um, River, River Phoenix. Phoenix are like prime early twenties. So this was post, uh, way post. Um, Want to see a dead body? Yeah, uh, Stand by Me. Yeah. This is when he. Yeah. <laughs> this is like physically peaking River. Called? This is like right. I don't even know if River survived to watch this movie come out. Oh shit. Yeah. So, but it's really good. It's a great movie. Yeah, my own private Idaho. Check it out now at Redbox or. De it's definitely in Redbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Redbox, Blockbuster Total Access. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find these sheets with the pillowcase too, the Ninja Turtles? Um, I think they were separate. Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, okay. I think I've had that pillowcase for a lot longer, and then I found this matching. Um, comforter at a, another thrift store there's this thrift store st vincent de paul oh yeah love it shout out you guys are great and uh it was it was before they had started their this was back in kentucky when i lived out there mm -hmm. and they hadn't started a, like a secure pricing 
uh, thing yet? And they just, I just went, how much is this? There's no price on it. And she goes, um, I don't know, like three bucks. And I went, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I'll take that. St. Vincent de Paul is weird. They have all these, they always have skateboards there for sale at the one in LA and they're always warped. Oh. Like the wood is warped. They trick you. It's a pretty good trick. Yeah, because it's hard to kind of notice. Has that has that happened to you? And you? Yeah, I bought one, and then I. And you're like, shit! I I can't. Well, no way! A brand new skateboard. And then I stood on it, and I was like, oh, this is totally warped. And then it warped you. Mm -hmm. Warped me. (laughs) Um, my uh, friend's dad used to own an overalls company. Yeah. And um. What is it called? It's called Liberty. Overalls, All right, cool. or Liberty jeans, or something like that. And he, uh, he was telling me a story over the holidays about how they got a Star Wars deal in the during Empire the Strike Empire Strikes Back, and um, it was like huge because merchandising in Star Wars was so big, and they uh, Star Wars the people asked if they would make Star Wars overalls for them, and they were like, oh yeah, of course. And they go, okay, well the <laughs> yes. deal is you have to do two million yards of fabric or something because it's Star Wars so it'll sell out. Yeah, yeah. yeah no problem. We'll do it. We'll do it. It'll be the base thing you ever made. <laughs> so they made C-3PO and R2-D2 overalls for kids <laughs> and used all the fabric and they said and they put it in Sears and they said they probably sold 3,000 pairs. What? Because apparently Star Wars <clears throat> is not for some for people who like overalls, who wear overalls. He said, it's for people who wear just like pants and stuff. I was like, the typical farmer is not going to be rushing out to get their kid C-3PO overalls. And he said it was the biggest, like, biggest bomb they've ever had. Did they keep some of them? Yeah, they, no, I don't know. And he said, or did he they just float they, them down river they in floated a them, plastic bag? I think they ended up in Kmart or something and sold for like a cent. But they said it was the biggest bomb they ever had. Oh man, that's that would be such a shock to your world. You know, your whole business is like, okay, well we make this type of clothes, and then Star Wars goes, yo, I like what you're doing. Yeah, make us a bunch of that, but Star Wars, and they're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. What? Three thousand? Yeah. <laughs> Three thousand. God, so insane. Two million yards. What is this podcast about? Are we doing it right right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, it's tangents and stuff, but then I ask a few questions throughout. Okay, cool. Um, like, how long How long have you been doing stand-up now? Six years, well, six years in, um, it'll be six years in about Feb- March, February. Cool. Yeah. But, I mean, before that I was doing improv stuff yeah. at UCB and making sketches you take the classes and stuff how many took all the classes how many are there that you I think I took six levels six levels okay for the first five years I was in LA and I just was having a hard time kind of doing improv there was something about it that never I think the scene of improv wasn't for me as much yeah although I loved a lot of the guys and girls that I met there but um I just didn't really totally feel like I belong there and then when I started doing stand-up and started doing a stand-up show I started meeting comedian stand-up comics and I felt that they kind of had a bit more of the dark 
darkness to them that yeah. I liked. Whereas yeah. improvisers kind of seemed like all their parents were still married. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Everything's they, hunky dory in your life? Good. Yeah, oh, right. you went to college, you graduated, and now you have a pretty good job? Oh, all right. <laughs> That's cool. That's what it felt like. There wasn't as many, like, people crawling through the gutter in the improv scene, and I, I liked that about stand-up. Yeah. More, it was more romantic. It's yep. more seedy. Yeah, it's, I kind of like, like that. It's like the starving artist uh, model of, like, back in the day mm -hmm. of painting on the street or something and you're like people are gonna buy my paintings they're gonna fucking buy my paintings why isn't anyone buying my paintings right 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how it felt and so as soon as i started doing that i felt immediately oh cool this is where i need to be yeah yeah and before i never thought i could do stand-up i would go see it all the time we would go see every zach alfnakis show in town and yeah. maria bamford and Whoever and um, meltdown, He's... meltdown wasn't around really. Oh. There was like that first version of meltdown, mm -hmm. which just Jonah kind of ran. Comedy, comedy meltdown. Is that yeah. What it's called? yeah. And um, <clears throat> but I never went to that. That was just kind of a one-off back then. And mm -hmm. meltdown started at the same right before I think. Yeah. Like, that I started doing comedy. So before I started doing stand-up, but I would go. I went to. When I started doing my stand-up show, Power Violence, I would um, go hand out flyers at Meltdown. Yeah. And that's how I met Jonah and all those people. Um, so that's at the Satellite. Yeah, right? now it's at the Satellite in Silver Lake. Which used to be called Spaceland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Did you mm -hmm. ever see shows there when it was Spaceland? I think I played a show oh, with my nice. old band at Spaceland. What was your band? It's called Tooks. Like, Took. T-O-O-K-S. Yeah, uh... But uh, I think I played a show there. I think it was called Spaceland at the time. I don't yeah. think they had changed the name of it. No one was in the crowd. Every other band dropped out. Oh. Because so no one came. And so it was just us playing, having band practice, essentially. <laughs> but, uh, but no one showed? No, there was like a few people. Oh, my girlfriend and her friend. That's, That's it? it? Mm -hmm. Private show. There's, a f there's photos of us playing there where there's literally zero people. <laughs> In the audience. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've been there. Like, um, I've I've played in, I've had, I've tried to have bands, you know? It's hard. Yeah. Schedules conflict, and then you're like, when are we going to write music? We kind of got to be together to write music, to yeah. bounce off of each other and stuff. And you can do the postal service route, but that's tough, because, I mean, my mailbox, the lid, is just up all the time, and if it rains, it'll get wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. that what they did? Um, well, okay, hold on. You mean postal service the band? Yeah. Okay, but also you brought up a mailbox, so that's <laughs> another type. That's the other version of the postal service. Yeah. The real. I'm pretty so sure. So they would write pieces of songs and then send them to each other. I think it, like on disc or some kind of a thumb drive or something. It might might have been too early for thumb drives. That's cool. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they sent it in the mail to each other, and then they were like, "Okay, this is the music." All right, I'm going to write lyrics to this. And that's why it's called the Postal Service. Yeah. <gasps> wow! Give up. <laughs> Great album. <laughs> when, when they were, last time they were on um, Colbert, when it was still Colbert Report, they did their, like, 10-year anniversary tour, and then they went on his show, and then he goes, so you guys think you'll make another album together? And they, they all just kind of went, 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems impossible, especially because they all have crazy careers. Yeah, they all got super busy. Yeah. It's so cool when something small from, like, back a while ago gets big, and then, and then um, I don't know, it, the question can come up. Oh, do you want to do this again? And it's like, eh, no, I got, mm-hmm. I got other stuff. No, I don't. Well, actually, in fact, I don't. Sounds horrible. Sounds yeah. like a nightmare. Yeah, I prefer not to. I don't think the world needs that. They did it really good the first time. Yeah. Yeah, and if if they were to have put out a second album, oh, so many critiques. Yeah, just because instantly be like, oh, they, here they go again. Well, to... and they're one of those bands where they made a thing and then everybody copied it. <clears throat> like all these other yeah. bands began to copy that exact sound, so they can't really. They'd have to invent a whole new sound. Yep. They'd have yeah. to start um, using like tuning forks. Yeah. And like those the um, the really long like metal bucket upside down with the with oh the yeah broomstick and is, the yeah. really long wire. Yeah. Standing bass. All Standing bass always. <laughs> yeah, got that right. Yeah. Hmm. So so Tooks, how long were you guys together? Uh, my friend Clay and I started it when I think we were eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, just the two of us. And then we added a couple members. Um, I think we like kind of officially stopped playing at, at twenty three. Okay. So nineteen to twenty three. So you know, four four ish years. It's a good chunk. Yeah. Did we, you guys put out an EP LP? We never put one out. We uploaded <laughs> one to SoundCloud. Yeah. So I guess we put it out. Cool. It's very noisy and kind of hard to listen to, but. <laughs> It's just kind of like punk, southern raw, kind yeah. of punk music, but yeah. I guess like with farmer chords, so twangy punk. Right? Yeah, I don't really know how to describe it, but George Thorogood punk. Okay, all right. That was my main influence at the time. Well, tell me about uh, growing up. You grew up in Alabama, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Tell me about. Um, I've. I've heard your your episodes of You Made It Weird, so Pleasure Island. Like, yeah. tell me all about that place. What? I mean, it's just an island off the coast of Alabama. Does Man. everyone know each other? Like, yeah, it you, gets, you gets to a point. It's like a small, pretty it's small not, town. Or? It's, it's pretty small. It's small. Yeah, like you see the same people all the time. Yeah. But uh, it's a tourist town, so the population like more than triples. I think oh. over the summer and spring break and stuff. So then you start to see people. There's traffic, there's all kinds of shit, yeah. uh, and then it goes away and it's empty again. It's like tourist season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's just if Jimmy Buffett created a town, <laughs> kind of. And But then also it's been kind of demolished by hurricanes oh. a few times, so it doesn't quite have the <clears throat> same vibe that it used to. It used to feel a bit more like... Uh, Santa Carla or Clara and the Lost Boys, you know, that town with the the Ferris wheel and all that stuff. We used to kind of have that vibe back home, but then that got destroyed. All of the original buildings kind of on the beach got destroyed, so now it's just doesn't have as much soul as it used to, I'd say. But hopefully another hurricane will come through. Now it's through. less pleasure and more just island. Yeah, it's more just... Welcome to island. Island. They painted it... They, everything used to be, like, bright orange and blue and yellow and red. And then they... 
So they tried to save money or something like that, so they painted everything brown and tan. Oh, no. And like, oh, you know what I love about the beach? <laughs> brown. <laughs> when I think of a tropical paradise, I think of the color brown. <laughs> apparently, the brown takes longer to fade, so like that's why they painted all of our buildings brown. They took, the, money. they took it from, like, yellow and orange stucco to brown. Oh, man. Um... So it's completely confused as a place. Like, they don't know how to make it. That's what I think gives it some character. Is it could be a perfect beach getaway, like it was in the nineties, and yeah. Um, but they just fucked it so hard because of greed. Like, they turned it into brown town. They turned it into brown town. Yeah, <laughs> they fucked it so hard. Like our city council has been. A lot of them is are in prison. Old city council members for oh. like. Like taking cuts and from real real estate people so they can build on the beach. Ooh. There's like illegal building happening all the time because people want to have the closest hotel to the beach, like, <laughs> on literally in the water. And they're like, "Listen, that's dangerous. You shouldn't yeah. do that." And they're like, "Here's some money, see? Yeah, yeah here's yeah. some money, see? <laughs> we won't talk about this. We'll sweep it under the rug, see?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else is going on? Oh, the mayor. Of uh, of Orange Beach, which is a there's two towns on Pleasure Island, Gulf Shores, and Orange Beach. Mayor of Orange Beach started an India Indiegogo campaign to get all of the celebrities who said that they would leave the country if Trump won to move back to move to Mexico. <laughs> so he needs two million dollars. <laughs> and this is a real thing. Just type in Mayor of Orange Beach, and it's the first thing that comes up. Mayor of Orange Beach. What's his name? I can't remember. His name. I don't even want to say it. He's an idiot. He's fucking stupid. So, um, was pleasure? What came first, the name of Pleasure Island or Pleasure Island in um, Pinocchio? Oh, Pinocchio. Yeah. Pleasure Island. Pro- I don't even know. I think probably wasn't even discovered, and like nobody even went there until the fifties. And yeah. it was a man-made island because they had to dig for a for for barges to get through. So what did they make it? Wait, <laughs> so they, made out of like cement or how no, you... no, no. So they it's it's as if they just dug out an island. Oh. So and they made a huge canal. So the, so it used to be connected. Yeah, <laughs> they were like. Fuck you, rest of the state. We're gonna have our own island. Yeah, because they need those barges to be able to get through without having to go into the Gulf of Mexico. So they built like a canal. Yeah, it's, it's it'll nice. be my pleasure, <laughs> island. <laughs> Did you have to take um, a ferry to get back and forth? Not what? from my island. From Pleasure Island, there's a bridge, but then there's Dolphin Island off of Pleasure Island. And you have to take a ferry to get to Dolphin oh. Island. A lot of people live out there too. Are there dolphins there? Yeah. Okay. There's dolphins. Although this island is different dolphin. D-A-U-P-H-I-N. What? Which is a different... It's a type of fish. Mahi-mahi is what it's also called. Oh, really? Yeah. Mahi... Uh, wait, no. I was going to say mahi tuna, but that's ahi tuna. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot about fish. Yeah, well... I've, I've, had, I've had sushi sometimes. Yeah, me too. But, you know, usually... Burger and fries, pizza. That's my that's my the healthy go-to. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've been eating healthier lately because of the the shitty arms and legs are 
a product of Lyme disease. Oh, okay. From what I'm told, yeah. And that's a new development? Yeah, I I found out last month. And so I've been taking these pills, which are supposed to kill the bacteria that's been gathering up around my uh, joints and ligaments. And every time it kills the bacteria, toxins are released. So they go, if you're feeling pain, it's from the medicine. It means it's doing its job. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Jeez. Oh, no. But I think it's treatable, so hopefully it flushes all this shit out of me. And then yesterday I went to the infectious disease doctor to go, all right, so I know I have Lyme disease. What else? Are there any uh, co-infections? And she's looking at my chart and she goes, I'm not convinced. I'm not totally convinced this is Lyme. I'm like, oh, good. So I started medicine treatment for Lyme disease and you're not sure and you're a specialist in this kind of thing. She's like, you got to get an MRI on your, um, your spine and like a CAT scan and even maybe a spinal, like the spinal, uh, tap. Yeah. Yeah. Where they get some of my spinal juice and be like, this, this tastes a little limey. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I'm like, oh good. Something I thought was completely resolved is now back open again. Bummer. Yeah. Jesus. So how do you get, how do you get it? A tick bites you? Yeah. So and a tick the, bit you somewhere along the way. Yep. And I think it was either, um, like, here area or, like, crotch area. But I'm not 100% sure. And so when I go in and I'm like, I don't remember having a rash. I think a tick bit me. Obviously, this blood work says I have, I have some Lyme disease in me. What's up? And they're like, hmm were you somewhere in nature recently? Like they doubt the fuck out of you. And I'm uh-uh. just like, cause, cause it's, it's not common because it's not diagnosed that much. It's weird. Hmm. Yeah. So that's been, that's been my journey the last 2016. How long did it take to go away? Um, For the symptoms and all that stuff. I don't know. All I know is they told me after this three weeks of treatment that, Hopefully, I'll, like, start getting better again. But again, if it's something more than Lyme, then I'm like, tell me. Fucking tell me. When do you find out? I don't know. I got to get referrals from that doctor to see some other specialists to get the MRI and the CAT scan and whatever. And, yeah. I got to get healthy again, man. Talking with a cane sucks. You know. Yeah. I know. I think I'm on that same tip. Yeah. I've been trying to not eat as much. Only eat when I'm starving. <laughs> and not overeat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the healthier eating, I've been making my own salads. Mm-hmm. And when when you go out to a restaurant and you order a salad and you pay, like, fucking eleven fifty, I don't know. I don't know where you're getting salads. $15? $20? Anyway, that's a lot for a salad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go to the dollar store and I'm like, they got hearts of romaine there. They got bell peppers. They got radishes. For sure, I'll fucking chop my own radishes. See how that goes. Jalapenos, fresh cut jalapenos. Um, and then I'm like, dressing is gonna be lime juice. And then I put like mustard on it. And then I like hand toss the whole salad. Mm-hmm. And then like salt and pepper. I can't believe I'm like looking forward to eating salad. At mm. some point, you know? Yeah, good for you, man. <laughs> good for you. Reminds me I need to go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
Um, so what's something in comedy that you haven't done that you would love to do? Or it doesn't have to be one thing, but... In comedy? Um... <clears throat> I don't really know. Or in performing. It doesn't have to be comedy specific either. Yeah, um, I guess I, I mean, as a comedian, I really want to be able to, uh, be a headliner, just like a headlining act that Mm -hmm. people want to go see. Um, I want to do a late night spot, try to this year, and I think, uh, I don't know, I always... Do you have your eyes set on the specific uh, late night show? Well, I would, my dream is to do Conan. Yeah. But every time I try to do it, they say I'm being, everything I talk about is too bleak. <laughs> which I don't. And you're like, comedy is bleak. Life yeah. is bleak. So I'm trying to come up with more broad, <laughs> observational jokes. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to be seen as like a good stand-up yeah. comic. So I don't know how people really think of me. So I guess that's my goal what if you what if you started going broad by going what's with all these bleak comics out there <laughs> talking about things like and then you just go into your material yeah <laughs> I should, should do that talking about oh Todd Glass I can't stand that stuff Todd Glass has like been around for such a while and he knows so many amazing comedians and he's known so many amazing comics who have passed away so he'll do a bit on stage where he'll go you know what a friend of mine said uh uh friend of mine said and then he'll just quote a mitch hedberg joke (laughs) but as if he's framing it as if he was just hanging out with a friend who said a funny thing so he'll be like a friend of mine said uh an elevator can't break it just becomes stairs (laughs) or an escalator whatever it is uh classic 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 that guy yeah yeah headlining that would be so dope um uh so after post late night spot like a special and like just all all the stuff that can possibly come yeah i just want to do like a one i want to make my if i have an hour special i want to make it very unique and vulnerable and more of like a one-man show and yeah have it feel directed and stylized and uh, what you're looking to put in yeah Yeah. i don't want it to feel just like another stand-up special that's lit from every angle in a theater i want it to feel interesting created by wit executive producer wit yeah (laughs) (laughs) written by wit that's why i'm a bit hesitant about doing like a comedy central half hour and stuff like that i don't feel like uh i could lend i could make that good i just don't feel like that that's me yeah i mean maybe i could if i tried a bit harder but But yeah the one-man show thing i i I dig it because it gives you yeah it gives you the chance to be like listen this is me i'm putting this thing out there putting my whole heart into it if you like it dope if you don't whatever yeah (laughs) similar to like how gerard did it gerard carmichael did it with his special and tig i mean tig is like a lot more She's been around for a bit way longer, but um, Zach Alphanakis is special. Yeah, the Purple Onion. That one's that's like my go-to. So it's my favorite one. I would want to do stuff like that. <laughs> it's just more. It's more than a stand-up special. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's like this is me. Mm-hmm. It's like you know that show. This is us. Yeah. This is me. This is me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 
So, so, what's your favorite part about doing stand-up? Um, wow. Well, and, what's really and cool... And performing. What, uh, like, performing in a band, performing in stand-up. What's your favorite part of both of those? I just Should like being in lap. control of the attention that yeah. I'm, I get. I don't totally like being the center of attention if it's in like at like a party and I can't be in control of it. Yeah. I would rather be listening to someone tell a story than have to be like, uh, my turn. Or, you know, so I like being in control of, yeah, the attention. And I just like performing and being in, 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 entertaining and trying to. And I like, uh, you know, doing stand up so much fun because it's an instant gratification or an instant letdown. Yeah. There's no, you know, immediately no if, if it's good. So I like that. And, and also, just right now is really cool because all of the guys that I started with are doing really well. Like, so many of the people that I started doing stand up with have just become the most funny comedians and you know around. Yeah. So, it's been really cool to get to do shows and you get to watch your friends like just destroy. <laughs> and you're like, whoa! Remember when nobody was any? Good? <laughs> remember when, when none of us were funny? <laughs> yeah. Remember when we never got laughs? Yeah. So and that's then we blamed really cool. it on the crowd. Yeah, uh, it was the crowd's fault. <laughs> yeah, and so it's, I don't know, you know, it, it's cool. I, I just, I guess I want to be more of an entertainer on, as a stand-up man. I want to be like a song and dance man. Yeah. I wanna, if somebody tosses a guitar at me and says, oh, we're sick of this story, play us a song, <laughs> I can play like... <laughs> Uh, I wish I knew what I know now or whatever that song is or whatever just like some classic hit cool here's Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan or yeah here's Blowing in the Wind one two three go um, I had an English teacher senior year who would talk about just like philosophical stuff he was chill he was like the only teacher I really like remembered and, or cared about and uh, he got one time he was like the answer, my friend, is blown in the wind. The answer is blown in the wind. You know what he's saying right there? He's like, I don't know the answer. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, the answer's out there. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. So, uh, how long have you been playing music? Uh, since I was probably 12. Yeah. Yeah. Did you pick it up on your own? Did you take any classes or? No, my mom was a musician and my brother's a musician, oh, and yeah. so they wanted me really badly to learn how to play bass. When I was a little kid, they got me a bass, and yeah. I be became really into playing bass. Started writing songs and was in a bunch of like pop punk bands. And what are whatever. some? Of, what are some of the bands? Oh, dude, I'll name them all right now. Yes. No race. No race. Or yeah, No Race was a uh, political punk band that I had in eighth grade. Nice. Um, we stood up to racism and, and we sang songs about like not wanting to wear school uniforms. Dope. Because that's lame. Cause school uniforms suck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and No Race became Them, which is also a band that Van Morrison. Have you heard of them? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and Them. You know, we, we were not aware of Van Morrison's band then. And the, no, uh, Them all changed the name to <clears throat> Dimwit. Which, at the, at the time, there was no... I was too stupid to realize that my name is Wit. And that was <laughs> a connection. 
Um, there was no H in the in the band name. True. And my name's Whitmer, and I was very embarrassed by my name Whitmer, so I told everybody to call me Alex, which is my middle name. Um, so, anyway, looking back, I was like, whoa, Dimwit is like a great band name for me, because my name is Whit. Uh, and then uh, Dimwit broke up and we started Hopeless Case, which is just like a fun punk band saying funny songs. That's probably one of the better ones. Yeah. Hopeless Case. Then my girlfriend broke up with me and we started Say Your Last, which was like an emo screamo band. Say Your Last? Yeah. Okay. And then Say Your Last became Veteran, which was like a hardcore metal hardcore band. Now, all along the way, are there band members like leaving and coming in? And yeah, alternating. Yeah, and that's... We'd get in a fight and then they'd quit and <laughs> then someone you. else would come in. And then, the, yeah. James plays keyboard way better than you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got really sick of hardcore punk, whatever it was. Yeah. So I... Whenever veteran... Core. Yeah, whenever veteran broke up, I started a folk indie pop folk band called uh, Morning Routine. And Morning was spelled M-O-U? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's good. And then it gave you a chance to be like, all right, let's play some songs about like peace and unrest. And blowing in the wind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shit. And then... And then from there, came out here... Morning routine evolved into something called Cobra Camera Head, <laughs> which was a similar kind of vibe. And then my friend Clay moved out here, and that's when Tux started. Tux, cool. Yeah. And currently, no band. Oh, right now I'm at, I have a project called Whiplock. Whiplock. Which is um, just like songs that I write and put on SoundCloud. Cool. I haven't really ever told anybody to go listen to it. But. So, so you play bass and guitar mm-hmm. and sing? Yeah. And I play piano very basic. Nicely. I don't I'm not good at piano at all. Yeah, so. I can't do sheet music. No, yeah, I no just way. Kinda plunk stuff out, mm-hmm. chords based and it's, Yeah. It's good. Sometimes I'll try and noodle around a little bit, but most of the time I'm like, I'll stick to the chords. Yeah, that's <laughs> from, that's same here. Same with me. Do the chords. I got the chords. It's in the key of F sharp. Okay, these are the sharps and flats. Got it. Done. Sounds like you're ahead of me, as far as that goes. <laughs> well, me saying it's in the key of F sharp, I'd have to go to the piano, play F sharp, and then plunk my way through the through the scale. Yeah. To, to know what F sharp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot more terms than skill. So like I talk the talk, but. Sometimes I play the talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terms are important. Yeah. Yeah. Terms terms are okay. Mm-hmm. I'm partial to terms. I'm partial to terms. <laughs> theory. Theory, yeah. In theory, terms are good. In music theory, terms are really good. Yeah. Alright, I've beaten this dead horse too much. <laughs> um, so are you into, like, uh, any of the VR stuff that's going on, like, oculus and like the vibe and going around in the digital environment and you're like oh there's a dude oh hey do you want to do you want some help little dude um no <laughs> as far as all that goes i don't i'm not interested very much in new technologies yeah i'm the last person to talk about that uh, i was late to get an iphone yeah i was late to get instagram yeah hey, i still don't have an iphone Oh, really? I'm on Android, man. Yeah, well, see? Yeah, I was like, 
Um, I don't know much about... I make films with my friends, and I don't know much about cameras and stuff. I try, but there's just once... As far as VR goes, I have worked on a couple of things that have been VR, and I one time hosted a stand-up show that was virtual reality, and that was supposed to be like a pilot that my friend was making, but for some reason, I guess none of the other... Nobody, none of their sets got uploaded, and they uploaded my set, where you can, like, watch me do stand-up, and then also watch the crowd. You can just, like, watch everything. Oh, okay. It's, like, 360. View, yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm bad, I'm not good, I'm, like, just hosting, and so it's got 20,000 plays, maybe more, because it's the only thing like that online, and all of the comments are, this fucking guy sucks, and stuff like that. But it's, like, I'm literally just hosting a show, like, kind of trying out some new jokes yeah. before i intro the real stars yeah <laughs> and then theirs didn't get put on they, i think they were all like don't 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 put, don't put this <laughs> please don't please don't yeah <laughs> it was like i was hosting a show with todd glass and johnny pemberton and sarah schaefer and joe de rosa oh wow so they they would have been great on the yeah so but. was it was it like a um, a virtual ticket like you you pay and then you log in online? Or? I think that's was the idea for what the show would be if mm-hmm. it ended up being made. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's a really good idea for some shows, because uh, you can you can like periscope a stand up show or live stream it on Facebook Live, but don't like it's, yeah it's never it's never great quality it's never gonna be awesome, no. but if you can put yourself in the crowd. That's another story because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm here. This yeah. is cool. Like Chris Hardwick, I think, had that for one of his, his last special. There's just a spot in the crowd where you can put, put on the VR thing, and then there's like the 360. And I saw the um, Donald Glover with the new Childish Gambino. He put a, um, a video that was, VR in concert. So he's like in the concert and he's got like all this cool makeup on and, there's there's this huge dome. And there's this video going on in the dome. And so you can see all this stuff happening. And then behind you, there's people. And you can tell that some of them aren't that into it. They're just like, oh, oh you suck. You shouldn't be in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff is cool. That's a great idea. Yeah. I think it could be a really good idea for um, things like Broadway. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to see the, mu- the musical Hamilton. Right. But everyone talks about it. I think I've heard a couple songs, but I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. I can't pay a million, a million dollars. I think it's like at least a million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. But um, but yeah, make get get me to pay ten bucks for uh, a ticket to be in a VR seat in the theater. Hell yeah! And then millions of people can watch it. Who yeah, couldn't otherwise see idea. it? I'm sure they'll do that. They gotta do that. And I bet. Maybe one reason they haven't done it is because they're like, no, it's got to be purely crowd interaction. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Broadway. Broadway. I'll get there. One day. I'll get there someday. I hope to be there, too. <laughs> one day. I started writing a musical. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What's that? It's uh, it's called Livestream the Musical. Oh. And I'm going to live stream the Livestream the Musical. Oh. Musical. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but I, I'd been I've been live streaming pretty much every day for like an hour and a half on this platform called Bid Chat, and what it is is while you're going and talking about whatever, someone can 
call in and have a face-to-face, but it costs money or like these Bitcoins. But some of the money goes to charity. So I'm like, all right, cool. It's like built in. It has to. And, um, and while I'm doing this and while I'm going, oh, 26 views and three likes. Cool. I know how ridiculous it is. <laughs> so I'm parodying myself and the whole live streaming culture of just like, if this is ridiculous, what are we doing, you guys? I mean, we are reaching people, but what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. I started writing one of the songs and it's, um, like plunking out the melody on the piano. It's fun. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and I was like, maybe, maybe I wouldn't have to just do it in the living room. Maybe I could get a venue to go. That's something. We'll put you up. Just let us know whenever you finish it. I think you could if you had a hundred dollars to rent it. Yeah. <laughs> I just go, Hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you let me use this thirty seat theater. And they'll be like, Alright. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why wouldn't they let you? You'd be surprised. Yeah. Especially if it's on an off night. They're like, We don't have anything going on that night anyway. Yeah. Sunday night or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. <laughs> Have your very own La La Land moment. Tuesday morning show. Yeah. You guys missed my 8 a.m. show. (laughs) (laughs) That's like something I would have gone to right when I moved to L.A. 8 a.m.? Who's doing theater at 8 (laughs) a.m.? The people who are dedicated. The real dedicated actors. (laughs) This is my job. (laughs) Oh. So, um, I was going to offer, but I wasn't sure. Weed? You no, I'm cool. It? Thank okay. you. Cool. Um, let's see. What else? So, we we're, were talking about Star Wars earlier. Did you see Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah? I saw it. I had no expectation. I didn't watch a trailer. Yeah, I, I stopped saw... watching trailers in the last few months. Yeah, I saw a trailer, like, a while back, and I was like, new Star Wars movie? Dope. Avoiding everything yeah. online about it. And I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was really... I loved it too. Cool. And I liked how contained and simple the story was and how it took place right before the beginning of A New Hope. And I thought it made sense. And it was like, it was felt a bit different from the other, the tone of other Star Wars movies, but it's like better than, I liked it more than Force Awakens. I saw it two times in the theater. So like, I thought it was really cool. There's like certain things I wish could have happened. Like, I thought it would be really... Spoilers. I thought it would be really cool if... I thought that what was going to happen was... Because the blind man is saying to... The the blind man and long-haired man... Yeah. The the Jedi Temple Guards. Yeah. They're going, like... Saying something... I'm one with the Force. The Force is one with me. And then... This guy goes, this guy believes in the Jedis or whatever. Or something like that. And then the long-haired guy with the big gun goes... um, there are no Jedi here. That's like why they're in jail. While yeah. they're in jail, he says that. I thought that whole time that big gun man was a Jedi. Oh. Who had been hiding and acting as if he wasn't a Jedi because he felt ashamed. Ooh. And I thought that when I'm one with the Force guy is walking out to the thing, I was like, here it comes. He's the, his friend is going to pull out his lightsaber and just go fucking buck wild. And it's yeah. going to be the coolest thing in the any movie I've ever seen. Didn't it also look like um, on the end of his staff that that yeah. could have been a lightsaber? Yeah. 
like maybe he I, I I theorized just from my own head I was like maybe he made his lightsaber but he's just like a fan of the force so he didn't do it just right and yeah. so it can't be a lightsaber but he can still use it as a bow staff yeah I I was convinced that was gonna happen and <laughs> I was like so ready for the biggest payoff in any movie ever which I it would have been if yeah. that would have happened it wouldn't have affected the story at all that's true and it would have also, it still we, was badass. It still was really cool. Like the new adat, the adats on the beach, which aren't adats. It's a different kind. Yeah. And I can't remember what it's called, but those were cool. Yeah. I mean, it was all cool. Darth Vader fighting at the end was cool. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird. The fake people were a bit distracting. <laughs> I thought what was gonna happen was <laughs> the guy who's like holding the file out yeah. of the door. He's like. Ah. I thought what was going to happen was that you would just see a very brief glimpse of Princess Leia grabbing it and nodding and then running away. Oh, yeah. Instead of her going, hope, <laughs> and then it being over. I Dude, yeah. I, I, like, while I loved it, I still had, like, criticisms throughout. I, 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 I caught myself saying to myself while the movie was going, more like Grand Moff cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, like, in the very beginning, you I just see him... I didn't know he was him. dead. Yeah. I didn't know that guy was dead. And I was like, they recreated him in a cartoon. Yeah. And it was, like, in 3D, I guess, so it was a little a little more visible that he was a cartoon. Yeah. But still, I, so good. I thought that he was in the reflection in the beginning. He's just in the reflection. Mm -hmm. I thought they were just going to keep doing that. Because they that, there was been... no way to tell that he was fake. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, just write a couple short scenes where he's barely seen. Or just keep him in the dark. Don't You don't got to have him lit from every angle. That, and, hey, let me emphasize how fake this person is real quick. Uh, it's like... Yeah. But that being said, it was all great. And there was some... That ninja, blind ninja man was awesome. He was so awesome. Oh, I like seeing karate in the Star Wars yeah. world. I loved that he... He did have the Force. He just maybe didn't have a perfect understanding of it, maybe. But while he was walking around, he was dodging bullets or making them barely miss him. Well, I think what... I, this is this is another thing that I love about that. Yeah. This is my theory. Is okay. that, that he doesn't have the Force. Okay. The Force is one with him. In the same way that... Um, what's the dude's name in, who's the Stormtrooper in Force Awakens? What's his character's name? Oh, Finn. Yeah, in the same way that FN2, Finn FN2 is being kind of controlled by the Force in some odd way, right? Yeah. He's like snaps to it because of something to do with the Force. I was thinking that through Jedi powers that aren't his own, the bullets aren't hitting him. Okay. Like that's The Force how power... like understands him. Yeah, Ooh. because he believes so deeply in it. All right. That it's like he's calling to the powers of the force to get him through this yeah in the same way that he fights he's guided by the force he doesn't have jedi powers though yeah like he can't make things float but he can believe in the force enough to like you defeat a bunch of guys because he just trusts that he's guided by the force i thought that was really cool yeah because not everyone has to be a jedi for them to be badass and i think that's the message yeah. And I think that's why this movie was so cool. Another thing that I loved is that you only see one lightsaber. Yeah. And it was so 
great when you do see it. And I think that has a lot to do, in my opinion, with why those first three movies are so shitty is because it, like, takes away from the... The mystique of the lightsaber. The mystique of the lightsaber. You, like... I don't want to see a world filled with Jedi. I like the... I like that there's not a lot of Jedi in those and other movies. Yeah, I think I think a cool way that they could have done the like killing off the Jedi um, would be like uh, clandestine, like sneaking in and really showing the dark side. Like mm-hmm. we're fucked up. We'll kill you no matter what, no matter where you are. And like, um, did you did you watch The Walking Dead? Mm-mm. All right. So uh, it's kind of a spoiler, but. I'll never see it. Yeah, right. So last season there was a um, <laughs> there was a moment where they all went into this camp and they know that the leaders of this camp are are um, harshing everyone's buzz in the whole general area because they go around and they um, threaten to kill them if they don't give them their shit. So then Rick, the main guy, and his group, he takes the group and he's like, "We have to kill them. We have to kill all of them hmm. while they're sleeping." And you're like, wait, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? And then so they're all just going around to different cots and like, <sighs> like yeah. stabbing people in the head. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening right now? And then you're like, and then Rick goes, we had to do it because they would just fight back. And then in that moment, you hear Negan. I'm sure you've heard of the name Negan from this show, but he's just like, Ugh. and then shit shit gets crazy because he's like you killed all my men what did you think was going to happen yeah so then the group is like terrorized by this group who they thought they killed all of them and you're like why did you even fucking do that yeah something like that would have been cool (laughs) instead he just went into a room and lit his lightsaber up and then a little kid goes are you here to save us or something and then he goes and he goes oh (laughs) (laughs) I just watched all those prequels yeah they're so bad. Yeah. As just, I rem- I was like, okay, I remember seeing them as a kid and thinking they were bad, but now compared to all this other shit that's ever come out since yeah. then, it's awful. These probably are pretty good. And I went back and I'm like, no, these are so bad. You're still and bad. there's no, and it really pisses me off because it makes all the other movies seem shitty because it makes Darth Vader seem stupid. Like yeah. his logic doesn't make any sense for becoming Darth Vader. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. And Padme, I have no sympathy for. Fuck, <laughs> fuck her, she deserved to die. Padme... She fell for Darth Vader. She falls for a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I love you, Andy. Is annoying and way too young for her. And I'm like, Padme, you deserve better than this. You're cool. Call me. Yeah, better than this Natalie fucking Parkman. little idiot. That guy's a little whiny baby. And then he he loves Padme. Um, Obi Wan is uh, never and he's Obi Wan. There's no reason to dislike Obi Wan at any moment. Obi Wan supports him the whole time. Yeah, he keeps their relationship a secret. He's just he. He wants He's basically the mediator go between between him and Qui Gon because Qui Gon's like ultimately in charge of him. But then yeah, yeah, he wants Anakin to be a Jedi Master or whatever it is. But he understands he can't be on the Council yet. Yeah, Anakin is fucking so young. It's like 
dude. He's like six, and they're like, no, he's not ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm mainly talking, even at the uh, third one, oh, he's yeah. like, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, 23 maybe, or something yeah. like that. He's so young, and they're like, you're still too young to be on the council, and he's like, but I want to be on the council. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're really young. And he's like, but I want what I want. Give it to me. And then Padme is pregnant. He has Spoilers. a dream that they die. Spoilers. All of them or something. Padme dies. So George Lucas goes, aha, and he becomes Darth Vader because he doesn't want her to die, and what's-his-name says, I can save her. Okay, so all that happens. He decides I'm a bad. I'm in, in order to save my girlfriend, I'm going to kill a million people <laughs> who have done nothing wrong in the world. If you were to go to Padme and go, "Hey, I had a vision that you die. Um, do you want me to? I could kill a million people and save you, uh, or you could just die." And she would probably go, oh, just let me die. I think those people are cool to live. Um, and he's like, but if you die, then I won't get to fuck. Or whatever. So so then he goes... I'll kill them all anyway. Yeah, I'll kill them all anyway. He murders babies. Literal yeah. babies. Yeah. All the women. Yeah. And the children. Uh, and then, this is the best part, Yoda and Obi-Wan are running through the area where he killed the babies. The, and... Uh, see like a baby and they go this is a jedi sword or something a saber my jedi what and then they go and they're running and then he goes wait i must check the security tapes and yoda goes what you see you must not you might not like <laughs> security tapes it's it was funny camp, that there's it? security tapes <laughs> at this place like i feel like they're past security tapes they don't have security tapes they have something else um Okay, and then they go to the lava place. He goes and he tells Padme, hey, Anakin's a monster. He killed all these babies and all these people. And Padme's like, why? No, it's like one of the worst written scenes in any movie of all time. All Padme says is, why? No, it can't be. For about six minutes. And then, so she discovers that the guy that she loves, who she's pregnant with, is a fucking mass murderer who's killed a thousand babies. But you know what? She's going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So... And she's <laughs> Obi-Wan brings her to the lava place and is like, Hey, Anakin, this is bad. There's still time. You can you can fix this. And he says, uh, so and so says that you've I've been misled and Obi Wan's like, Well that's a lie. Here, talk to your wife And he brings out Padme out of the ship. And then Anakin's response to that is you tricked me. And he's like, if I was Obi-Wan, I'd have been like, how did it, how am I tricking you? What did I, I, cause I brought your girlfriend. Yeah, no, wait, she wants to talk to you. I know we're friends, right? There's no trick. There's no trick. Yeah. It's as if he needs like an intervention, but he's like, he wasn't brought to, uh, the house to watch uh, the Goonies. He was like, and then, uh Oh, guess what? This is actually an intervention. He was, <laughs> there's no tricking happening. And then Padme runs down there and goes, Anakin, I love you. You're breaking my heart. I guess because he just murdered a thousand people? <laughs> if it was me, I'd go, Anakin, fuck off, you psycho. Um, and that would have maybe turned him into Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, she's like, I love you. Still be with me. And that's where I'm like, you know what, Padme? Fuck you. <laughs> and then he beats the shit out of her. He chokes her and throws her across the place In and knocks town? her out. Yeah. And... <laughs> 
Okay, so there's that. And then they fight on the rocks and the lava, and he says the best line in any movie of all time. Worst line in any movie of all time. Uh, the Sith are... Uh, the Sith are the enemy, Anakin. Uh, the Sith are evil, Anakin. And he, Anakin, responds, but from where I stand, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> It's like, what, within the last three hours you've decided that? So, so He's then... like, well, you're not going to stand at all. I'm going to chop off your fucking legs. He chops off his legs, he dies, burns in the lava, he gets turned into Darth Vader. And then he says, where's Padme? Padme dies giving childbirth. Yeah, spoiler. After he knocks the fuck out of her. Uh, Padme dies giving childbirth. Um, a sad, tragic end. And... Anakin or Darth Vader goes, Where's Padme? The whole reason I became Darth Vader and killed a million people was for Padme. Where is she? And she and uh uh the Emperor says, Oh, you uh killed her in your rage or something. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, alright, well then I'll still just be Darth Vader. <laughs> what would have made sense in this version of this story is for him to fucking kill the Emperor right in there. that moment. Yeah, right there. And then fucking blow his brains out. It's Manchester by the sea. It's like, you fucked up, Anakin. Bad, dude. You deserve to die. Blow your fucking brains out. Oh, you're so... Oh, this greater cause to save your fucking wife. Dude, end yourself. That's... There... The brainwashing should have been done by then because the whole purpose for him becoming Darth Vader was to save his fucking pregnant girlfriend. So that didn't happen. So you don't have to be Darth Vader anymore, man. Yeah, you tried to kill your friend because your friend was like, that guy's wrong. He's brainwashing you. And you're like, no, he's not. I have to save my girlfriend. Okay, and he's going to help me do it. So you don't don't know. So I'm going to be Darth Vader. And then, oh, guess what? Obi-Wan was right. That guy didn't save your girlfriend. She's dead. Uh, you should kill that guy. Go back to Obi-Wan and go, hey, man. I blew it. I am so sorry. I am fucked up. <laughs> but he doesn't. Do you think if if throughout the story of 1, 2, and 3, if there had been a running storyline of him being drawn to, like, dark things or, or, like, wanting to hurt people, like, maybe having... A dust till dawn moment where he like he just flips and he sees something but that thing that is actually not really happening and it's like you should kill me or something like just yeah that, i don't that know that could have saved it plus the thing at the end where if he was just like or if she rejected him adding that on i think that could have made him believable enough as evil yeah i think that i like I, yeah, I don't know. It just—it's not justified to me that he's yeah. Darth Vader. That he decides to continue to be Darth Vader for the next twenty-eight years of his life, or yeah, vowing to build is. space stations to destroy planets. Yeah. To... Yeah, and that's my favorite thing. After I saw Force Awakens, which I loved too, I say I still loved Force Awakens. I love Star Wars, but why does the Empire want to be the Empire? <laughs> And there's Just people to trying to explain like, it to me, and I go, yeah, but, I mean, what did they get out of destroying planets? <laughs> they're, like, trying to explain it, like... Subservience! It doesn't make any sense. Uh, why? Why yeah. does... What does the Empire get out of being the Empire? Uh, explain it. <laughs> because 
It doesn't. Which leads to destroying more planets. Uh, yeah, they get to. Oh, they get to be the empire, and they they thrive. Then they get to blow more planets up. And then they keep going. And, and then they, they just move on, and they get to continue to blow, blow one more up. Planets up. Oh. Okay. Yeah, okay, so but I did like that about Rogue One is you do see the stormtroopers like in action, harvesting you're like seeing them actually doing something it still doesn't make any sense yeah i guess yeah it doesn't it still doesn't make sense to me why there's an empire in the first place yeah i liked when i liked when uh in rogue one when there was the small talk moment between the two stormtroopers the one's like hey did you hear that oh yeah p15 or whatever <laughs> that was funny that was and great like, about time that model's so old <laughs> <laughs> about time that model's so old <laughs> yeah that was great I called that um, Stormtrooper Small Talk. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Hey, so how's your life? I mean, outside of, like, killing people and stuff like we do, like, yeah. what's what's going on? How have you been? <laughs> well, were the Stormtroopers, are they supposed to be clones at that time? Um, They're, like, clones inside of their... I think so, but I think, uh, I think the story between 3 and 4, which now is Rogue One, that some of the clones probably like went off on their own and then they would go to different planets and like take people like they said in uh, episode seven he was like i never i never had a home they just took me from it when i was young and yeah this is all i've known and, and they're all the clones of the boba fett guy right yeah okay <laughs> so attack of the clones yeah is the name of the second movie yeah the, 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 those guys are the clones and they're yeah. attacking uh-huh. And I think some of them stuck stuck with it. Mm. But maybe some of them went off to be more Boba Fetts. Mm. Maybe there's like three Boba Fetts out there. Yeah. But different names, obviously. We're getting a Boba Fett movie, right? Are they making so. one? I think so. I hope so. That's I know cool. there's a young uh young Han Solo movie. Young Lando? Or yeah, I think he gets his own movie. There's uh shit. There's gonna be a Darth Vader movie. They're making that one in VR, I heard. Whoa. Would you watch that? Yeah, I'll see I think I, what I, what I'm thinking the premise is going to be is from the moment you put on the VR goggles, you look down and you are Darth Vader. Like everyone oh. is going to be Darth Vader and so it's probably going to show like his story or how he got to where he is. Cuz 3 to um yeah, we saw the we saw the fight at the end of Rogue One, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there's a lot of other cool fighting that. Yeah, happens. I was reading all this Darth Vader fiction stuff. Yeah, and it's like he's gone on many great battles. The Wikipedia of Darth Vader is one of the funniest things. <laughs> me, and my, me and my friend read it. It's like Darth would often feel embarrassed of his large and clunky suit. It was annoying for him to put on every day. <laughs> he didn't like that his steps were so loud. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that talking about how embarrassed he was. Do you think that was all in the original character description? Oh, <laughs> they like. And there's like up. a photo of Darth sitting like this. It's just really funny. To Head think in about. hand. Yeah. Thinker pose. <laughs> oh, what am I doing? Why am I darthing? Why are we the Empire? Yeah. What is it really for? Like Hitler hated Jews. Yeah. He just wanted to wipe them out. Yep. To what end? 
okay, so I guess that makes a little bit more sense than the Empire, because at least that guy, he, like, clearly had a hatred. Not justified, but had a weird hatred for, for a specific a type of person. Yeah. What is the imp Empire hates? Everyone else? Just <laughs> everybody? Who's not the Empire? Okay. Was Lava Town in Rogue One the same one from Episode 3? Yeah. Same planet? Yeah, because that's Darth Vader's castle, isn't it? Um, yeah, he in like Rogue lives One. in a castle, and he <coughs> builds that castle. This is part of what I read on his Wikipedia. Yeah. He builds that castle where he got his legs chopped off. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So. I mean, he had to recuperate somehow. So. Yeah. And that's where his, um, his hot tub is. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. That was yeah, a cool was, part. That was really cool. Oh, man. So, uh, I also theorized that he built it right there on the lava stream as it's going down. For, for some kind of like thermodynamic energy to power the whole place. Mm, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, I think get that some, too. Get some turbines in there. Get some turbines in <laughs> Get some lava going. Boy, you got a stew going. Oh, shit. Get a stew going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Star Wars, what are some other uh, like things that you nerd out about i'm not gonna say nerdy things because everyone's a nerd about something you know um i don't know lately <laughs> it's really been star wars i really like skateboarding and star you know, right now i go through in and out of phase when there's a star wars movie i just watch a lot of it yeah i get a lot of stuff Star Wars hype. I buy the hype with Star Wars. I, yeah. I've stopped buying the hype with Marvel movies. I've gotten like kind of over it. Yeah. Did you like Civil yeah. War? Yeah, I loved it. I always like them. Yeah. But yeah, the I didn't like Doctor Strange. I thought it was kind of lame. But um, okay. I love C Civil War. Doctor Strange was the first one that didn't like hit it out of the park for me. There was a couple of jokes during Doctor Strange where I was like, ah, like yeah. it was that that kind of like ah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think it's stupid for them to talk about Beyonce and quote, like, pop culture. It's like it's to reel everyone else in. Yeah. Hey, you don't like superhero movies yet? Here, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you all the pop culture stuff you want. Yeah, so. And they're like, ah, oh, so excited that they're making a spider, new Spider Man where he's like a kid and he's funny and stuff. But I'm like, I loved Sam Raimi's Spider Man. <laughs> I fucking loved those movies. One and two. So far. I wasn't crazy about three. Yeah, no. So far, Tobey Maguire has been, sure, he's not that, he's not very funny, but he's been the most committed Spider-Man. Yeah. And he's also been the biggest creep as Peter Parker. Yeah. And people are forgetting that Peter's Peter Parker nerd. is a fucking, nobody likes him. Yeah. Nobody likes Tobey Maguire. <laughs> it makes sense that people fucking hated his guts. Yeah. And I don't want. I hated those other Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield. Where I didn't see like, the second one. I saw what the if first one. James Dean was Spider-Man? That'd be cool. And he'll like have like training montages and listen to Coldplay, which is real. And Spider-Man skateboards in that one. He's like using his spider powers to help his skating. I thought it was so. This is like the worst movie. He needed the extra. The extra spider powers to be able to skate. Yeah, such a bad... And Andrew Garfield is doing, like... It's like, you don't get it, you know? It's like, every time in my life, I've wanted uh, power and responsibility. It's like, what the fuck are you? To New York. Tommy McGuire was like, um, I don't know. Uh, he's just like a fucking little weirdo creep. Yeah. He could either become Spider-Man... Yeah. 
Or, like, put a webcam maybe in an inappropriate place and, like, watch girls un- undress. <laughs> he, also, I, he also reminded me of, like, the Spider-Man from when you would see Peter Parker take off his mask in the cartoon. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of looks like Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was Andrew Garfield, and he's, like, super tall and also in high school and 30 years old. Yeah, he was 30 <laughs> when they did those. They were like, oh, we want to make Spider-Man younger and put him in high school. Because oh, 20-year-old Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man is too old. It's too old. <laughs> and then so. one thing one thing I did like about the new one, or the amazing Spider-Man, was... Um, that he made the webbing. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was cool. But I also thought it was cool in Sam Raimi's when he was like, just have it built in. Because that's what spiders have. And if you yeah. got bit by a spider and got abilities from a spider, you and then he just figures it out on accident, he's like, Psh, oh shit, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it seems like it hurts too. <laughs> but I did like how Spider-Man acted in Civil War. Yeah. So I don't know if, I, I just don't know if I'd like a whole, a whole movie where it's like, them saying funny Same. stuff mm. like if there's a scene in that movie where Uncle he... Ben <laughs> or I, there's a scene in the new Spider-Man where he goes uh, really at all I'm gonna <laughs> walk out if Peter Parker goes really at to any has, if that's his reaction to something I'm gonna leave I'll tell you right now cause I'll he's smarter than leave. that yeah Toby, Toby McGuire accidentally aided in the killing of his uncle and that's why he became spider-man and i believed that yeah so much but also sam raimi is a amazing filmmaker yeah whereas mark webb who did the other his uh, last name is webb yeah (laughs) that guy made 500 days of summer 500 days of summer is just kind of like is a music like a music video for an hour and a half and then it's a lot of I haven't seen it, but it, uh, it's a lot of like I love you. Oh, I, I love you too, but we'll not. I'm yeah. not gonna say it or something. And then a lot of back and forth, and right? Yeah. Is it a, is it a fun jaunt? Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> it's not a serious film. No, it's a fun jaunt. <laughs> oh, speaking of um, prequels and everything, I just watched. Firewalk with me? Have you seen that? No, I've never seen Firewalk with me. Have you seen Twin Peaks? Yeah. Okay. So, watch Firewalk with me. Stream it somewhere, anywhere. It fills. It's it's the um, Rogue One to Star Wars's New Hope. Oh, okay. So it fills in a lot of gaps, and you see a lot of people, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then I went back and I started watching Twin Peaks from the beginning again, and moment of the pilot i was like oh i know a lot more going in now oh really yeah so maybe i'll do that too. it's really it's really cool all the connections and you're like oh because <clears throat> i mean you get to see laura palmer spend the last however long it was before spoilers she gets tossed <laughs> in the river yeah yeah, yeah okay. it's very cool i'm awesome I'll fire walk with me and it's also trippy and scary and weird because David Lynch. Can't wait. <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, man. All right. Well, I feel like this has been an awesome episode. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Do you want to plug your stuff? Plug your uh, social medias and stuff? 
Yeah, you can just find me as Whitmer Thomas on at Whitmer Thomas yeah. on all the stuff. All right, cool. Well, this has been you and me in thoughts and talk with Doug Culp and Whitmer Thomas. Later. <laughs>